Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Promo Kitchen Podcast. We are live at the Sack Show once again in Long Beach, California, and we are sitting here with Chris Piper. Piper Speaks. Is that right, Chris? Speaks promo. Oh, you didn't know he tell speaks, it. Bobby, yeah, here's no. the here's the uh, here's the thing. We've known each other like digitally, I would say, meaning we connect with each other, follow each other in the digital spaces, and have spent very little time face to face. So this will be this will be fun to see what's up with Chris, who has uh, many different experiences in the industry itself. Twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah. What did you start out at? Uh, I started out as a supplier uh, with a. Yeah, I started out as a supplier, as a manufacturer, bag manufacturer, uh, called Designer Line. And then we were acquired by uh, Airtex and uh, bought a one-way ticket to Des Moines, Iowa. And then we were acquired by Norwood. And uh, after that, I moved back to uh, Portland, Oregon and uh, became a distributor. 100% commission, cut my teeth. And kind of to your points this morning, you know, after being in the industry prior, you know, as a supplier, I got to see a lot of what distributors were doing effectively and a majority of distributors, what they were doing not effectively, just selling commodity and not packaging and being creative and really truly showing what our industry is all about and the value that it provides, you know, long term and how it can extend the life of a campaign outside of, uh, you know, someone's running a print campaign or a radio campaign, how it can add value to that to extend the life of that and that brand. So I went out and I did creative packaging, did the fulfillment, and brought things that people couldn't, other competitors couldn't bring in and um, positioned myself, you know, I actually positioned myself in the premium sports market, found a niche of luxury sports merchandise where you're selling a luxury suite, you sign a big contract, courtside club, and they were getting all the same stuff that you could get at the general, general uh, concourse store or this, the stuff they were handing out in the arena. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. What is it that we can do? Yeah, exactly. So we needed to create something that was more custom, specific to those season ticket holders, and reward them for their investment. And uh, that's how, it, how I started so, Chris, I'm, I'm, if only this could be videotaped right now, this would be really funny. <laughs> I know. Can you explain visually what's going on? Wait, wait, I'm not yeah. done. Oh, <laughs> I'd be like, Chris, give me the microphone. <laughs> uh, this is just a really quick question, but I'm, I'm interested that when you started, when, when you started off as a distributor, um, you said you were 100% commission. I'm not sure if you had uh, training or if you had a mentor or someone that inspired you, but how long did it take for you to go from being... Uh, or I'm not, I shouldn't be making this assumption. When you started, I'm assuming that you might have been more transactional in your approach to sales. What point did you realize that there was another way to sell promotional products? Well, I will let you know it wasn't immediately on transactional um, because I wanted, to, I wanted to differentiate myself in the market. I had known who my competitors were in the Portland metropolitan area. And I realized that they were out there just bringing in their wares to a first meeting. And so I wanted to present myself as, how can I be a partner with your business? How can I be a partner with your marketing team? And come in as we're now trying to to transition into a promotional marketing consultant. So it was simply coming in with a, a pad folio and listening and answering questions, asking questions as, um... Are you currently buying promotional products? Yes, I yes. Well, yes, I am. 
well, why is it that you are having me here? You're obviously buying from somebody else. Well, they're just providing us product. So am I understanding that the promotional products you're buying aren't working to promote your brand or to support a campaign? Yes, you're correct. So then as you kind of dig deeper, you're taking all that information back. And I looked at it from an aspect of, yes, I'm taking down notes and getting answers to my questions so I can understand the client a little bit better and how they've used promotional and what they weren't getting from it and and what other campaigns they were running. And after the end of the meeting, I said, now I'd like to come back for a second meeting and be able to present some solutions. They said, well, do you have anything now that you can show me? And I said, I could bring you a suitcase full of items. Those items may not be what you're looking for, and I don't want to present that. Because, Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, I'm really glad you're elucidating this because there are so many uh, distributors who want to know that process what do you do in that moment because so many clients call and say hey can you come bring some ideas and we have to retrain our audience it's a tough thing it's not an easy thing because you don't want to you want to risk you know their time is valuable you know they're 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 going to give you a little bit of a window of time and it requires a little bit more time than they're willing to give so um were you you're able to successfully tell them i can i can get you some better ideas if you kind of allow me to do this process yeah, better yet, they asked me, why didn't you bring any product in? And to your point, Bobby, it was, I have to understand what it is you want to achieve, what results you want to get, so we have to put a plan behind the product. And to your points this morning, when you presented, the product is secondary. We have to have a plan first, and then we can identify what product's going to work. It could be a product that's been around for 10 years. We just need to maybe package it differently. Or have those people that are handing it out handed out differently rather than having a table full of pens on a trade show booth. You know, how do you want to use it? And what kind of reaction or or action do you want that recipient to take when they do get it? So there's a lot of planning behind it. So at the end of the meeting, we set a second meeting. And I did this template all the way through, and then I start training on it. But I said, besides yourself, what other influencers within this company are going to assist in making the decision. Will this product go across other departments? Or are there other departments that are using promotional products that we could also assist and help? And when I came back, it was usually one or two additional people that we could then, you know, expand our business. So it's going, you know, deeper and wider into the account. So the plan behind the product, I always ask, you know, we got to put a plan behind the product. So, Chris, you've now transitioned from being that distributor with you or effectively holding the bag, uh, carrying the bag, I should say, uh, on the streets, making sales. And then you then moved. uh, You've now moved into a role at Halo where your job is a little bit different. Do you ever miss those days or uh, tell us a little bit about where you're at right now and how your background has has given you the tools to be successful today? Um, yes, I do miss it. Um, but I'm in a position now as Halo's regional VP for the Northwest where I can take what I've learned, mistakes that I've made, and do my best, like we're all trying to do here, is help reposition our industry with their existing clients into what value we can bring. And that's by going to the salespeople that I have within my region and helping them understand what that is. And then the other kind of cool thing is that, you know, there's 
you know, we're a cottage industry. It's small to medium-sized companies. Not a lot of them are doing over a million dollars a year. Okay, there's some that are doing 300, 500 that love it. But they just need a little bit more help to go a little bit deeper or maybe position or, or try and capture that other piece of business they just didn't know how to capture. So I'm bringing that in. And so those people I can bring on, I can at least help them. So it's a way, as they say, pay it forward through your experiences and mistakes and begin to really raise the bar of our industry, really show that value. And, you know, the other thing is how, where is it that we can partner with other, maybe an ad agency or a graphic designer? You know, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do that that will bring you into the mix, you know? An ad agency could be working on a radio on a print campaign. Let me get a chance to review what that RFP might look like or that, that strategic plan they're trying to put together. And maybe there's a fit for a promotional item, and I can recommend three to five items that they may not even consider. Yep. Yep. Can we partner on that? Build the demand. Raise that demand. And by doing that, aren't we going to be raising that value of our medium and trying to position it a little bit stronger than just that, oh, God, i got a show in 10 days, i got to have something to hand out. So, sorry, just before I forget, I've got to, I've got to take the microphone away. We've got to claw it away from your hands. So, Chris, before we were starting, we were talking about this, that the challenge that we have, or one of the challenges we have in the industry is that it's pretty easy to sell promotional products. And it's pretty easy to sell a couple hundred thousand dollars a year of promotional products. And it's pretty easy to make a decent living selling promotional products in a highly reactive, last minute, just tell me what you need and I'll get it. How do you combat that response if you're not necessarily saying that those are halo salespeople but just salespeople in general when they say Chris yeah I I mean it's fine I could go penetrate that account deeper but it's easy money what I'm doing right now and I don't want to put in that additional effort in order to grow the business because I'm happy and comfortable with where I'm at right now it's a difficult question to ask (laughs) answer you know because I think, no, it is, because I think we all want to be able to uh, provide that person with the, with the 300 pens, you know. But could it be 3,000 pens or could it be, you know, could you have a handful of, you know, 25 strong accounts that you consistently do business with rather than going after the, the, the smaller business that's going to provide the same amount of work in finding that product? Um, it's a difficult thing to to transition to and to help somebody understand that in the long term you're going to be better off with a smaller number of accounts than a whole bunch of accounts you'll be servicing them better and some of those accounts that you have may be accounts you'll have to say goodbye to allowing you to have the time to go after larger accounts or businesses that are really truly using promotional products multiple times a year somewhere it is very hard uh yeah we we would all take that easy order i mean you know it's it's hard i one of the yeah that's right one of the conversations i think we don't have enough correct so i think what we're getting to is that Let's build a relationship and the partnership yeah. and those businesses, you know, that orders will come yeah. without second, you know, like, yeah. well, I'm going to go shop. Yeah. You know, that relationships are, you've partnered, you've been fair to me, you've provided on-time delivery, good, creative, cool stuff. But now, you know what? I just need 
25,000. Uh, online e-commerce and I know that Halo's business uh, traditionally has not been in that space but I know that you have been making some pretty impressive strides in the online e-commerce space how do you see the web and e-commerce impacting not only the business at large and then more specifically Halo's business model with your network of reps and how they go to market and how you support them and is that going to be a force for good or bad? It's tough, Mark. Mark, it's tough. If you guys could see me, I'm sweating. I'm glad I wore deodorant. Um, I think the internet, I think it's all about balance. And, um, well, I mean, it is. I mean, the internet's great for, I think, a lot of ways it's probably made the distributor's job easier because you have a client going out and doing research. Okay? The client's going to call you and say, I found this. Or I found these things. Do you have them? Then it's up to that distributor, that promotional products consultant, to begin to ask those questions, to say, is this all, you know, what is it that you want to do with these? Who's receiving this product? Is this in relation to another campaign? Those are things that we can do that the Internet can't do, okay? So that's where I feel we're still in a business where we, our product, the recipient needs to touch before they purchase. The other factor is that we didn't speak about, which is the product safety, we need to be experts in product safety. And I think sometimes we need to instill the fear of our client that when you are going on the Internet, there's nothing wrong with it. But I just want to let you know that you've got to be careful of the companies that you're purchasing from, whether it's a supplier direct, because we do have those. Let's, let's not, you know, excuse that. We do have that. Maybe not in this industry because of the string, you know, the strict policies that we've got. But there's companies that come in from the outside that will post on the Internet that they can get you this for this. Is it safe? So I recommend that, yes, Internet is a good balance, but we still are a big factor in helping that client choose the right product so it, it achieves what they want it to achieve and that it's a safe product. And that's it. And maybe there's other products out there that they may not have found because they're just doing a search that with our knowledge we can provide the additional exposure to. So. Good point. Good answer. This is good stuff. It really is good stuff. We appreciate you joining us, Chris. It really is. <laughs> it's fantastic. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Do you have any final questions? Uh, well, no. I know Chris has got a yeah, he's hard, get, uh, hard he's stop, so I wanted to thank him, but this uh, hopefully will not be the last time we talk to you. Yeah, that was good. Uh, via the Promo Kitchen Airways. So, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, we'll mix more stuff up. All right. All right. Thanks, Chris. Good yeah. stuff, Chris. Good.